We'll keep going until we get it right. Hello and welcome <laughs> to the gym. This podcast is about the many and varied schemes of the many and varied US law enforcement and intelligence agencies, organizations and committees, and how they are both stupid and funny. Join us on our merry journey through space and time. Hi, my name is Barry. You might know me from the classic Roman Catholic sitcom, Curb Your Incubinism. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gold. <laughs> Hi, I'm Seamus and you may know me from uh, nowhere, somewhere, only occasionally. So, anyways, well, that's, the movie. that's the movie that won all the Oscars, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah okay, the non-Oscars. <laughs> okay. Um, today's show is about Elvis Presley. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Oh, look at you. Yep. So, uh, you, I don't know. This sounds crazy, Barry. But would you believe that the FBI was interested in Elvis Presley? The FBI interested in Elvis Presley. I yeah. assume they bought all of his albums and they were big yeah. fans. Absolutely. So mm -hmm. uh, the FBI, especially under Hoover, would gather extensive files on public figures. King of Rock and Roll is absolutely no exception there, right? Uh, we, From what we can tell, there's over 600 files that they kept on the King. 600? For, yep, for many Oh, just on reasons. Elvis Presley? Yep, just on Elvis. Why didn't they just have one big one? <laughs> you would think, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, Elvis uh, w was a subject of an investigation uh, by the FBI for several years. Uh, beginning in the late 50s, the agency's interest in Presley was initially sparked by a letter sent to director J. Edgar Hoover himself, claiming that Presley was a threat to the morals of American youth. Dated, oh, uh, right? Uh, have dated you seen him in the concert. <laughs> that's fair. Right. Yeah. Dated May 16th, 1956, a former member of the Army Intelligence Service stated that Presley is a definite danger to the security of the United States. He would know, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the letter says that Elvis's uh, actions and motions were such uh, as to arouse the sexual passions of teenage youth. One eyewitness described his actions as sexual self-gratification on stage. Wait until these people discover jazz. You know, if they think Elvis is bad, <laughs> like all the same as rock and roll, but breaking all the rules. Yeah, little little gnaws that break these fuckers' minds, right? <laughs> yeah. The author further uh, further criticizes Elvis's motions of gestures, like those of masturbation or riding a microphone. Indications of the harm Presley did were two high school girls whose abdomen and thigh had uh, had Presley's autograph. So he wrote on their, yeah, he wrote on them. You know, that happens. Uh, it is known uh, by psychologists, psychiatrists, and priests that teenage girls from the age of 11 and boys in their adolescence are easily aroused to sexual indulgences and persuasion, or sorry, pervasion, uh, by certain types of motions and hysteria. The type that was exhibited at the Presley show. And there is also gossip of the Presley fan clubs that degenerate into sex orgies. He's, he tried to find them, but he couldn't find them. Uh, <laughs> from, from eyewitness reports about Presley, I would judge that he may possibly be a drug addict and sexual pervert. What I, what I like about that uh, the best is that they've, they've covered the three main expert groups that are entitled <laughs> to have an opinion here. Psychologists, psychiatrists, and priests. Yeah. So uh, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. I don't think the priests know much about sex orgies, or do they? Uh, um, yeah. He's talking uh, about how to arouse the passion <laughs> of teenagers. So right. Uh, there, there, there appear to be no further action conducted by the bureau concerning these claims, though. No, they didn't do anything. It doesn't look like at least. Where did you find the letter? Do you mind me asking where you got so, that? It's you can find it pretty much everywhere when you Google it. Oh, okay. so yeah. Uh, the one copy though, like it blacked out whoever wrote it. So okay, he redacted yeah. the interesting yeah. bit. <laughs> so uh, Elvis was also a target of numerous death threats and a victim of extortion attempts over the years. Uh, a lot of the death threats were because of what we just talked he's too about. sexy to live. Yep. Too sexy to live. Uh, the FBI sometimes uh, played a role, uh, played a direct role in these cases. On November 27th, oh, can't believe. I'm slow to this today. That's our man, by the way. Yeah, he's a good looking guy. Yep. Uh, November 27th, uh, 1959. Boy, I'm going to butcher this guy's name. Uh, Lorenzo Johannes uh, Grisel Lando was hired by Presley uh, in Germany uh, while he was stationed there in the U.S. Uh, Army. Uh, for yep, He hired him for some skin treatments. During these treatments in December 1959, the man had made several passes at the singer's uh, friends and at Elvis himself. He made a pass at Elvis? Yep. Okay. Well, he's a good-looking dude. I mean, I, <laughs> well, so, I, mean, yeah. I guess, you know. Uh, Presley decided to discontinue the skin treatments. <laughs> sure, we did. Uh, yeah. Of course, we didn't specify what kind of skin treatments were going on. But anyways, mm -hmm. uh, at this time, uh, he told uh, Grisel Lado uh, of his decision and chastised uh, him for embarrassing him. Uh, this drove uh, Grisel Lado into a rage, and he decided to extort sums of money from the king. Mm -hmm. uh, promised that he would ruin his career. Uh, he claimed that, uh, I'm sorry, uh, the case was referred to the FBI. Uh, Elvis was interviewed on December 28th, 1959, concerning his complaint that he was a victim of blackmail, according to FBI files. Uh, Grisella Doe threatened to expose Presley by photographs and tape recordings in which are alleged to present Elvis in compromising, or sorry, Presley in compromising situations. Um, I guess the hint is to expose him as a homosexual uh, or, or communist. You know, it's one of the two. Christel so. Lando was uh, taking pictures of him as well then, apparently. Mm-hmm. Okay. An investigation determined that, um, shockingly, I know this is hard to believe, Barry, Grisel Lando was not, in fact, a real doctor. I was going <laughs> to ask you that. Was he a yep. real doctor? Because this no. sounds like not a real doctor stuff, does it? Nope, nope. <laughs> Uh, information concerning the subject was furnished uh, to the FBI's office by the Provost Marshal Division Headquarters, U.S. Army Europe, which uh, the indication is that they wished to avoid any publicity. They did not want to involve uh, Presley nor cast him in an unfavorable light since Presley has been the first street soldier and caused the Army no trouble during his term of service. Of course, I guess they kind of he was kind of a PR guy, uh -huh. as well, wasn't he? So they wouldn't yeah. want him in trouble. Yeah, okay. Exactly. He would look real bad for them. Uh, after some negotiations, Presley agreed to pay uh, Grisel Lado $200 for treatments received and also to furnish him with a $315 plane fare to London, which seems reasonable, I would say. Uh, Grisel Lado agreed to depart to England on the 25th of December 
1930 hours from Frankfurt, Germany, yet Griselda though, did not leave as agreed. He demanded an additional $250, which Presley, for some reason, paid. Uh, a day later, Griselle Lido. Of course, he's going to keep coming back. You keep giving him 250. Right? You keep giving 250. You keep yep. coming back, Loch Ness Monster, Griselle Lando. <laughs> yep. So he comes back again. This time he wants 2,000 pounds. Uh, of course. He for, the for the loss of uh, his uh, practice that he had to close in Johannesburg uh, in South uh, Africa oh. uh, prior, prior to moving to Germany just to treat Elvis. You know, that's. He closed up his practice to, the, to take care of the king, man. Um. So he would uh, eventually leave uh, and head towards the U.S. in January, but it's unclear if his demands were met, uh, but there's no further record of any contact between the fake doctor and the king. Um, so. I have to stop you there and talk about uh, today's ad. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I know you don't like it. I know, but, well, like, what? you know, we have, like, how many subscribers do we have? Uh, not that... Uh, like go on, go on. Under, go on, under 100? <laughs> Go on, Barry. Go, okay. Go on. <laughs> we need this is ten dollars that's in our bank account now, right? Okay. So I mean if you want to just give back the ten dollars, that's your business. But this is the ad, okay? Why does it have to always be in the middle? This is what they told me. They don't want it at the start and they don't want it at the end. And they're giving me ten dollars. All right. Just, all right. And they also said use an enthusiastic voice. They said don't use your usual dead kind of delivery. So here we go, I guess. You ready? Yeah, go for it. Today's sponsor is Patriot Rock and Roll. Did you want to have sex with 14-year-old girls, but that law is getting in the way? Do you want to beat the crap out of your partner, but there are also laws against that? Join Patriot R&R. Sure, Elvis Presley preyed on a 14-year-old girl and coercively controlled her before marrying her. Sure, before that, he had a group of 14-year-old girls on his tour bus performing for him. And sure, he filmed teenage girls in various states of undress without their consent or knowledge. But it's not all about Elvis. Chuck Berry also filmed underage girls without their consent and beat up a woman in a New York hotel. His entire punishment was a fine of $250. $250, said Chris Brown. Do you have any idea how much money I have? Jerry Lee Lewis apparently took these stories as a personal challenge and married his 13-year-old first cousin. No one did anything. You want to have this kind of swag? Join Patriot r and &R. Look at Ted Nugent. Not only did he sing about banging jailbait, he bragged about it on a TV show that he shared with his teenage daughters at the time. Yeah, even a draft-dodging sex criminal can be the face of the NRA. You too can join Patriot r and &R. Both Ted Nugent and Steve Tyler of Aerosmith became legal guardians of underage girls they wanted to have sex with. But it's okay, because they're rock stars. Become a rich and powerful rock star and get away with literally any abuse of women you want by becoming a member today. Oh, we need to ask for more money for these ads. Oh, ten dollars is ten dollars, bud. I don't not, know all, not, not all rock stars are pedophiles. Let's just start out that there, right? I didn't say any of them were pedophiles. Okay, all right, cool. That's Good the enough. word you used. I said they were sex criminals. <laughs> Fair enough. Moving along. Uh, so, December 1970, uh, the king became upset oh, with hello. his father. Yep. That's his the 14-year-old girl we were talking about in the ad. Uh-huh. Mm. Yep. Yep. Uh, his, that's his wife, uh, Priscilla, right? Um, yeah. So, his uh, father and wife um, made a big fuss about his excessive spending, uh, approximately $100,000 on Christmas gifts, which is a shitload of money in any time, although not... 
Yeah, <laughs> let alone in the 1970s. Yes. Um, Elvis didn't like this, so uh, he jumped on a plane to D.C., uh, booked himself a hotel room, but got bored. Okay. So then he jumped uh, back on uh, another plane, uh, heading out to L.A. Then Elvis uh, had a vision, uh, which I'm sure a vision, hallucination, drug-filled rage, whatever, um, that he was needed in D.C., he boarded an American Airlines plane bound for D.C. While en route, he decided to make a formal request to meet the President of the United States. He used... The load. There we go. Stationary. Uh, okay, is that American the actual Airlines. letter? Yep. He wrote that he letter on the airplane. Yep. He had to use six, six different uh, bits of paper there from the airlines. Fantastic. Uh, to, yep. Uh, it was written a formal request to meet uh, then President uh, Richard Nixon. I almost said Ronald Reagan. Richard Nixon. Yeah. Uh, so, do you want me to read this or would you like to read this, Barry? What do you think? I don't care. I'll read it if you like. Okay. Are you, can you do it, Elvis? I can, but I don't think that would be uh, a gift <laughs> to our listeners who are already forbearing. Okay. Uh, all right. It says Dear Mr. President, first, I would like to introduce myself. I am Elvis Presley and admire you and have great respect for your office. I talked to Vice President Agnew in Palm Springs three weeks ago and expressed my concern for our country, the drug culture, the hippie elements, the SDS, Black Panthers, etc. do not consider me as their enemy or as they call it the establishment. I call it America and I love it. Sir, I can and will be of any service that I can to help the country out. I have no concern or motives other than helping the country out. So I wish not to be given a title or an appointed position. I can and will do more good if I am made a federal agent at large and I will help out by doing it my way through my communications with people of all ages. First and foremost, I am an entertainer, but all I need is the federal credentials. I'm on this plane with Senator George Murphy, and we've been discussing the problems that our country is faced with. Sir, I am staying at the Washington Hotel, room 505-506-507. I have two men who work with me called Jerry Schilling and Sonny West. I'm registered under the name of John Burroughs. I'll be here for as long as it takes to get the credentials of a federal agent. I have done an in-depth study of drug abuse and communist brainwashing techniques, <laughs> and I'm right in the middle of the whole thing where I can and will do the most good. I'm glad to help as long as it's kept private. You can have your staff or whatever call me anytime today, tonight, or tomorrow. I was nominated this coming year one of America's 10 most outstanding young men. That will be in January 18 in my hometown of Memphis, Tennessee. I am sending you the short autobiography about myself so you can better understand this approach. I'd love to meet you just to say hello if you're not too busy. Respectfully, Elvis Presley. P.S. I believe that you, sir, were one of the top 10 outstanding men of America also. I have a personal gift for you, which I would like to present to you, and you can accept it, or I will keep it for you until you can take it. Well, that's a hell of a letter. That's a letter, yeah. Hard to ignore, right? Uh, so, a couple things we have to consider, right? Elvis himself was fucking, like, balls deep in drugs at this point, right? It I mean, sounds like a paranoid delusional rant. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So f for those that don't know, I mean, he was taking a lot of uh, prescription drugs, but also, you know, non-prescription, blink, 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 blink. Yeah. Uh, mix that with some booze now and then. Yeah. I think when he died, the drugs in his system, when he died, um, the drugs in his system were all prescription drugs. There was no yeah. recreational stuff found in his system at all. Right. Uh, but he's also the this guy that introduced... Yeah. Go on. He's also the guy that introduced uh, drugs to Johnny Cash. So Is he? Yep. Oh, that's not good news. Yeah. No, I don't so, like that. Yep. So but then Richard Nixon managed to get that level of paranoid delusions without any drugs at all. 
booze. And this Lots is 1970, which had been right bang in the middle of Nixon's most paranoid and most delusional period. But he did. Well, well, okay. I want to come back to that. Remind me. Okay. Is something else uh, to touch yeah, on I'll that. definitely remember. Shane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, I, I love that, you know, his, his when he says, I've studied the drug culture. Yes, you have. <laughs> yes, you have. Dude, you are the drug culture. <laughs> I looked in the mirror. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, anything else you want to touch on with that letter? Because that's just fucking amazing. No, I think it speaks. Raise ipsa loquitur. It speaks for itself. Oh, it's just, it's wonderful. It's the best thing. Uh, Nixon was uh, first against meeting Elvis. Oh, he's he not that him. delusional then, is he? Yeah, <laughs> just saw him as another pop star. Uh, he was slowly convinced by staff who kept uh, reading back the fr- uh, the praise that Elvis uh, gave him, you know, top 10, man, yada, yada, right? Yes. Also hammering on that uh, having the king, you know, as somebody out there would probably look pretty good for him, yeah, especially with young voters who exactly weren't lining up the vote for fucking Nixon. Yeah, Nixon, time, you right? can be cool, like yeah. one of the young people. Right. So... December 21st, 1970, the king would meet the dick. The dick. <laughs> uh, Elvis uh, showed up 30 minutes early uh, with his uh, two uh, bodyguards, friends, whatever, uh, West and uh, Schilling. I Schilling. remember the other. Yep. Uh, he showed up uh, with a Colt 45. With a gun to the White yep. House. Yep. Uh, the gun uh, was a, uh, dated back to World War II. Was intended as a gift, as he promised his letter. It was framed, had silver bullets. I'm not sure why he thought Nixon needed silver bullets, but hey, it, it was immediately like werewolves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was immediately seized by the Secret Service, which apparently pissed off Elvis. He just didn't understand that. So, but hey, they he goes in, meets uh, Nixon, and they uh, you know start chatting it up, right? Uh, during the meeting, Elvis and uh, Nixon uh, discussed a wide ver- uh, range of topics, including young culture, the Beatles, and communism. The Beatles? Yep. Uh, he repeated his claims from the letter that he considered himself to be an expert in drug culture. <laughs> yes, you are, sir. Yes, you and, are. He, and he wanted to help the government fight drug abuse. That reminds me of the, the Barton Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, you know, the Hunter Thompson book, yeah. where they hire him to go to the district attorney's conference on narcotics. Yes. <laughs> he's, just, he's the only guy in the room who knows exactly what's going on, and the rest of them are talking rubbish. We're getting that kind of beat off Elvis Presley right now. So it was, it was like uh, Elvis was like, so what, what we need to do is you just give me all the drugs, and yes. it'll be okay. Give me the bennies, nobody the else has the uppers, the downers, the acid. Ah, trust me. Nobody, trust else me. Will, <laughs> nobody else will have the drugs. I'll have thank the you, drugs. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> Elvis uh, expressed his concerns about the drug problem in America and suggests that he be made a federal agent at large. Is that uh, large? Just a code word for not. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, to help uh, combat drug abuse, Nixon, uh, who uh, apparently found the encounter awkward, expressed a belief that Presley could be could send a positive message towards young people, and it was uh, therefore important that he retain his credibility, as he told uh, Right, when, he says, when he says his, does he mean Elvis or Nixon? His own or Elvis? Oh, Elvis. Okay. He's trying to like do him a favor. Like, yeah, you know, you need to keep your cred, man. Okay. You know, you you start joining the man, then you you know you lose your street cred, yo. So don't sure. do that, right? Right. Uh, Nixon and his aides were amused by Elvis' request, and although they did not grant him a request to become a federal agent, they did present him with a Bureau of Narcotics uh, and Dangerous Drugs badge, which is a precursor to. Um, <coughs> oh, excuse me, the DTF. 
Bureau so, of Narcotics and Dangerous Drugs. Yep. Okay, so, now there you I, go. Know, I know you showed me this before we started yep. recording, and you said that's real. Yep. So the only thing that's different is because uh, I try I try to get a picture of the of the badge and him. The picture that of him in the uniform. He's in for those listening. He's in a police uniform, like fucking New York City mm -hmm. police. And it does look shopped. It, the only thing that's shopped is the background. The background is the American flag. The, but Everything it does look. It looks like he's been shopped yes. to look like an airplane pilot or something. Yeah, I know it's terrible, but there, it's, that is him, and that he has. Yeah, the, the picture like if you that they to shop yeah. him to make look to make him look ridiculous after making this claim yep. of being a federal agent at large. It wouldn't look very different from this. No, that's a real photo. You yep. promise me. Yeah, you can go. Okay, that. yeah, sure, I believe you. So, uh, so yeah. Anyways, they give him the uh, the badge. Um, yeah, Elvis didn't have any actual authority, uh, though that didn't stop him from referring to himself as a federal agent at large to anybody that would listen to him. Uh, the handshake that preceded a spontaneous. Well, this, by the hug. way, this this federal agent at large thing was mm -hmm. the only reason he got it was because he said, "Oh, I, I'll have to keep it a secret, right?" Yeah. Right. Now he's telling everybody he's a federal agent. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, uh, there's a there's this picture, which is the the two shake it. Which, by the way, can we take a moment to admire what Elvis showed up in? <laughs> That's the fucking president. Cool. Well, look, he look. Come on, he's that is pretty cool. Yeah, I, I mean, you bet. Like they're probably playing. Uh, what's the what's the music you always used in the beginning of a show? Uh, Glory, Get a thrill. It's like dum bum 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 ba da da bum 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 bum. Oh, that's the same thing uh, the Blues Brothers I use. I can't turn you loose. That's it. Yeah. So that was probably like in his head while he's walking in. Oh, hey, maybe, what's going yeah. on? What's going on? But that yeah. outfit, I, I actually him. like that. It's almost yeah. like a a kind of a vampire <laughs> look with a cape, and it's crossed yeah. with this huge like early seventies lapel. But I still think it's really cool. I don't know why. Do you know why I think it's because it's Elvis? Uh, now yeah, I know right, everything right. we've heard about him, but I still think there's something about him that's just really cool. Yeah, he's just. If he turned up in a shopping bag, that would be cool. <laughs> look at him. He just looks fantastic, even though he looks ridiculous. He just looks he's got, fantastic. He's got like the WWF uh, fucking uh, world yes. champion belt on too. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a wrestler crossed <laughs> with a vampire, crossed with the early '70s lapels, and he still makes it look really cool. And somehow. Uh, Richard Nixon, who's wearing a, quite a quite a normal suit, yeah. does not look cool standing next no. to him. No, he does not. He looks like. Wait, he's how does Elvis manage to be so cool? I don't know. Nixon always looks like he's constipated. You know. He does, and you said earlier that this is. I, I wanted to say it at the time. But oh yeah. He said he found the um, the the meeting awkward. Yes. But I've never seen Richard Nixon meeting anyone where he didn't look awkward. Right. So the other thing with this was. So this was 1970. Believe it or not, it was like, I think, a month or something. It was like a very short period of time before he started recording all of his meetings. So unfortunately, yeah. we don't have uh, any transcripts mm -hmm. or anything because that would have been fucking amazing. You know what it, I mean? um, yeah. Two guys, that. two super paranoid uh, guys who are just fucking both off their, their rockers. It would have been just uh, been glorious. We've got to get rid of these oh guys. Oh, no, yeah. oh, no. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's my point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this this image uh, has since become the photograph uh, yeah, that is most frequently requested uh, by the U.S. Uh, National Archives. Wait, it's the most requested image from the U.S. National yep. Archives? Yep. That hey, has... guys, do you have that photo of Nixon and Presley? <laughs> Hell yeah, we do. <laughs> As for the badge, uh, Priscilla Presley wrote in her memoir that Elvis, uh, I'm sorry, the memoir was called Elvis and Me, 
that Elvis thought getting the badge would give him the legal authority to enter any country while wearing guns and carrying drugs. Even if it was a real badge, it would not have given him that authority. Right. Uh, unfortunately, there have been no documented events of Elvis attempting this feat, but oh. one hopes that there that there were many because I got want to hear those stories, right? Uh, the meeting between Elvis and Nixon uh, has become legendary, and it is often cited as an example of the strange and unexpected encounters that uh, occur in the world of politics and entertainment. Not everyone was happy about this meeting. That would include one of the Beatles. Presley and his friends uh, previously met uh, the Fab Four at a get-together uh, at his home in Bel Air, California, in August of 65. On hearing the reports of the meeting and some of the comments that uh, Elvis made about uh, the Beatles, Paul McCartney said... Wait, wait, wait. Do you want me what? to do it? Yeah, go, go, go. Paul McCartney said that he felt a bit betrayed. The great joke was that we were taking drugs, and look what happened to him. <laughs> well done. Well done. Uh, so... Uh, Elvis wasn't just happy meeting Nixon. He wanted to go tour the FBI facilities, so he does so 10 days later. Um, so he's there touring, touring the FBI, uh, but the FBI accounts that Presley visits that he uh, liked to advise FBI Director Hoover, who was not there, by the way. So he's in Quantico. Uh, mm -hmm. okay. uh, that the, the Beatles laid the groundwork for many of the problems we are having with young people by their filthy, unkept appearances and suggestive music while entertaining this country during the early and mid-1960s. The Beatles are to blame. What the hell do the Beatles yep. do? Right? Uh, oh, it gets worse. Uh, in Presley's opinion, the source of the disinfected youth of the day owed to the existence of the Smothers Brothers, Jane Fonda, and other persons in entertainment history of their ilk. Now, I always think, you know, Things went fucking sideways when the Smothers Brothers came out. The <laughs> well, fucking Smothers Brothers. For non-Americans, the Smothers Brothers were uh, comedians who just had a very, I would call it a relatively safe comedy yeah. show. There was no political jokes, really, or sex yeah. jokes or anything like that. It was like Abbott and Costello. Yeah. Right? yeah and there really... are some of the stuff they do is funny. Like, they weren't yeah. even unfunny. So, yeah. I don't know. And Jane, F I know why he didn't like Jane Fonda. Yeah. Hannah Lee Jane. Hanoi Jane, because he felt she was on the wrong side of the Vietnam War when it turned out she was on the right side all along. Correct. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, yep. So, people of those ilk, because they had poisoned young minds by disparaging the United States in their public statements and unsavory activities. So, there you go. Uh, however, unlike Nixon, Hoover refused to meet Presley. <laughs> A released report from the 1970s records agent uh, Milton Jones observed, Presley's sincerity and good intentions notwithstanding, he is certainly not the type of individual whom director, uh, the director <laughs> would meet. It is noted at the present time he is wearing his hair down to, sh with, to his shoulders, and he indulges in wearing all sorts of exotic dress. And Hoover would not like that. Yeah, because Hoover liked to wear dresses. He doesn't like competition. Uh, also, is that like, wait now, is that shade on Nixon when Hoover said, no, we shouldn't be meeting this kind of person? Is he trying to, you know what? Like, probably. <laughs> probably. There's Elvis. Probably. Yeah, in, there's, his less, in his less glorious years. Yep. This is his, uh, from his last uh, concert in 1977. Glory. So. Glory. Hallelujah. Oh, nice pair. Mm. Uh, yep. 
I do like Elvis. I like his songs, but yeah. he apparently was insane, deluded, and manipulative. So, but uh, I know whatever what they found him dead. Uh, he was full of a shit ton of drugs. So, yes, yeah. but apparently they were all prescribed. Yep. So but when you're rich, I guess you can find a doctor to prescribe you these things. And that's uh, all we got for that's Elvis it. and the FBI okay. and uh, Richard Nixon and all that happy stuff. So, all right, all right. So do we move now to our next thing, which is... Um, what's it called? What's the news? What's new? What's new? What's new? I'll get it. Don't worry. It'll be fine. I'll get it. Uh, let's join your FBI first. Oh, no. Yours is... It's an FBI episode, so maybe yeah. FBI first. Or do you want to do CIA well, Okay. We'll, we'll do FBI, because I only got two. Okay. Do it. There is a lawsuit alleging that the FBI... Oh, no. Sorry. Uh, I should explain what we're doing. Uh, oh, just, yeah. For yeah. any new viewers, this is what's new. What we do is right before the right before we're recording this thing, we we put the word FBI and the word CIA into Google, hit the news tab, and just pick a few stories that we think these are all current stories in the news. Seamus will read out what happened when he hit the news tab on FBI Google search, and I will read out what I found when I put CIA into a Google news tab search. That's what we're doing right now. So uh, the first story I have is uh, a story about the a lawsuit against the FBI, where they allege that they that they executed a man in 2021 in a shooting. So in Oakland, Oakland, uh -huh. as in California. I know where Oakland is, and I'd be very yep. surprised if there's only one. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's Oakland. Yep. Uh, the other story uh, centers on uh, apparently we talked about this earlier about the FBI having files on celebrities yes. and such. Uh, not only did they have a file on Sidney Poitier, they tried to fuck with him, basically. On Sidney Poitier? Oh, because yeah. he was shocked. Black rights activist. Shocked. Yeah. But he wasn't, like, in the Black Panthers or anything. He's just an actor. Yep. yep. And all he did was probably come out and say black people should be respected and so on. FBI, get involved! Yeah, yeah and, like, some of his later films, like, where he was actually doing more, you know, than being, you know, just an actor. And I don't mean to, you know, yes. spare, you know minimize that. But uh, I, I believe there was a lot of more like social awareness and overtones and stuff like that. That obviously well, he was in case he was coming to dinner, exactly with Spencer yep. Tracy and so on. But that was, mm -hmm. I mean, that's still he's just an actor, even in that movie. Like he's not right. calling anybody to war or anything. Yep. Doesn't matter. Oh, I mean, let, let, let's that's be honest. Sydney Poitier. Let's be honest. I mean, he was a prominent black figure in the 1960s. Yeah. That's that's it. That's all he needed to be. Well, next you're going to tell me you're going to file of Harry Belafonte. Oh, I, I knew they fucking did. Come on, there's no doubt. No doubt they did. Well, he, he gave up acting there for a while because he's like, I'm yeah. not making these kind of movies if, if this is what you're going to do. If I'm going to be the token black guy, fuck off. Yeah. Mm. The federal so. things. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You'd think if these people had trouble, it would be from like localized clan right. groups, but not yeah. the federal police. Yeah. I'm glad things changed, you know. Like, <laughs> You know, there's there's been no difference, right? You know, there's I mean, there's been a huge difference. Sure. They stopped inv investigating, like you know, you, no uh, activist groups and stuff, right? Yeah. I have weapons, so. great autism, no sarcasm. All right, I won't get it. When <laughs> you hear the CIA ones, yeah, yeah, might as well. Okay, this is what happens I'm when I press CIA into Google, right, with the news tab. <laughs> yeah. Um, one story says the head of the Central Intelligence Agency told the Munich Security Conference on Saturday. Russia was putting a lot of work into disrupting the agency's intelligence collection efforts, but without success. So Russia's still trying to disrupt the CIA's efforts. I guess I'm I guess yeah. that's about Ukraine more than anything else. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they want to be able to st to steal 
uh, a different coup or sabotage that you're trying <laughs> to do, just right? ignore yeah. all the other yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's going on in Syria? Shut up about Syria. Nord Stream. Yeah. Another story is the CIA can't let go of its search for spies in its ranks. Uh, an op-ed, sometimes the stories about the spies who aren't there, is a clear example of how the virus of Kim Philby still infects the CIA and its staff. Philby was the most significant Soviet spy to work in and with British and US intelligence during the 20th century. And it's just a story about all the efforts the CIA are making to try and figure out all the double agents. Good luck, buddy. If Philby had to go by. Fantastic Rory Gallagher song, by the way. Yeah. Philby. He's playing sitar, dude. He's fucking jamming out on a fucking sitar. He's brilliant. Rory Gallagher. Because he was God. Because he was God. Um, so. And the last story I have uh, is new details point to CIA role in Nelson Mandela's 1962 arrest. Shocked. It's on Axios Shocked. if you want to watch it. And I'm, I'm not going to read out the whole thing because unfortunately yeah. it's incredibly interesting and it's well written. So if you want to check out that, just put CIA into Google and look for the Mandela story. And that's all I have on what's new. Yeah, I believe that there was a guy named uh, Granulo Ledeau that was part of that. Uh, oh, you know. <laughs> okay. So we don't tell each other about what the stories we found either so no, no, yeah this you, didn't get who I, you didn't get who i was referring to the skin doctor oh no i'm in south africa sorry south oh africa, you mean no no his doctor. name is um Grisel landau that's it so i messed up the joke there you that's go it's okay we'll cut it Grisel out we'll, we'll, we'll cut back in the, the, the <laughs> Grisel landau and then i'll be like oh amusing the recall joke <laughs> oh are we actually doing that <laughs> if you want man i don't care no, i don't care <laughs> all right um so we're done yeah, I guess we are. Oh, so hey, uh, like, click, subscribe. Like and subscribe. Look at this. Thank you very much. Yeah. So, uh, and if there's stories that you are liking that we're doing more of, please let us know. If there's ones that you'd like us to hit on, because yes. when it comes to the FBI and CIA, there's a fuck ton of them. And if you so. like our podcast, please tell everybody you know. Uh, and ten Thank bucks you. is ten bucks. Just saying. Ten bucks is ten bucks, and we will read out literally anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, as, as well documented. See you later. Bye.